7.46, this is Sports Talk on News Talk ZB. Gregor Paul joins us now, rugby scribe for the New Zealand Herald, now that Stuart Mitchell has been appointed a new chairman of NZR, a qualified accountant, has served on the board since 2014. He's gotten by apparently one vote in a very tense contest. Gregor, I suppose first up, what do you think the New Zealand Rugby Players Association will think of this appointment? They've got to be the most important people in the room, don't they? And welcome. Well, we'll find out what they think in due course, I think, Darcy, um, about that. Um, so we'll, we'll have to wait and see because, I mean, the, the, the appointment itself doesn't mean a huge amount from their perspective. It's uh, the, the attitude that the new chair takes and the ability to, to get into a room with, with the players and, uh, you know, start rebuilding a relationship which is which is clearly in a, in a difficult place and probably a little bit broken at the moment. So... I don't think they'll have a fixed view on, on today's vote. I don't think they had a preferred candidate necessarily, as long as whoever it is now, Stuart Mitchell, as long as he comes in with an attitude and an ability to restore a partnership and a desire to do that, then we'll, we'll see if the, if the NZRPA can, can begin to work with NZR a wee bit better. And could you be cheeky to say that as long as it wasn't Brent Impey, they'd be happy because that had fallen apart, that relationship, had it not? Well, we all knew. I mean, Brent's time had come to an end anyway. That was all well flagged. He was he was going to be standing down. The issue now isn't isn't around his his chair. It's about whether it's an appropriate um, situation to have him retaining a board position at the moment, because I think good governance would suggest that when you stand down as chair, despite the fact he has a legitimate year left on his board rotation. Um, I think good governance, from what I'm being told, would be that the chair would actually step aside entirely from the board. I know when I wrote that story, or broke that story, that he was staying on the board. Um, my phone rang a few times with a number of people expressing a little bit of concern that he was retaining that position and surprise. And I suspect that, uh, I don't know how to put this delicately, that perhaps that will have to be reviewed, whether if there's going to be a deal or a new collective agreement um, signed off, it, it, it might be that they need to make another board change there. As far as this decision is concerned, because I believe it was uh, him and East Coast President and the Pango Productions Chief Executive, Bailey Mackey, uh, that was between those two characters. Is, is this, to you, look like a, a safer vote for a guy that's been around and within the, the rugby castle for quite some time, as opposed to a, a relative new guy with a, with a TV background who might I won't say stir, but maybe bring something new to the table. Like I think, I think there's a bigger issue, Darcy. I think the issue here is that uh, you, when you get to a process of appointing a chair, in most situations, I think it's good governance that the fact that you're on a rotation as a chair, most companies, I, I suspect and think and believe, actually have a, a, a kind of well-flagged um, succession process where there's some work with a deputy chair or some have clearly um, privately or made it clear that they've anointed uh, one other person to take over and succeed the chair who, who, who comes in with or who's there with unanimous support from, from all the other board members and that's sort of clearly flagged so that you have a smooth transition. To get to the point where you've got three people putting their hand up to be the chair is a massive failure in succession planning. And that creates a concern for a number of people that when you have a process like this where you have an, where you have an election, they have to be seconded and supported, then there's a real danger here, isn't there, that you have kind of back room deals being done, trades being done between different people. You vote for me and we'll look after you here or you vote for him and, and he'll look after you there type thing. So there's a real horse trading environment to that. 
it doesn't suggest to the outside world that that's a board with, with real unity. There are no real issues about the two candidates, uh, Bailey Mackey and um, Sean Nixon, who haven't been um, who haven't been successful and who had um, supporters within the board. How easily are they going to now find it to get in behind um, uh, Stuart Mitchell and support his chairmanship? Given that the vote was 5-4, that would also be a real concern for me that, that there's question marks around the unity, succession planning and ability of that board to come together now and govern in the right interests of all the wider stakeholders. Perfectly summarised. Gregor Paul out of the New Zealand Herald, thank you very much for that. You can read more about it at nzherald.co.nz through the lens and the pen of Gregor Paul.